Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to dive into and that is around the topic of length and partials and long muscle length training for muscle growth. I think this is a, I'm sure you've heard a lot about this topic and so I want to dive into it, my thoughts on it, how I apply it to my training, clients training and some pros and cons of the approach and whatnot there. But before I dive into that, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So if you're somebody who has always focused on weight loss in the past and you are done with that approach, then my one-on-one body recomp online coaching program is for you. I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. If you look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs, there's also at least one to two bottlenecks that we figure out outside of the training protocol and typically just outside of the nutrition protocol, looking at macros, calories, stuff like that, things outside of that that are keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see there with that. And we dive into that. And these are holding people back more than they think there with that. So if you're interested in learning more, there's a link in the show notes. You can also find the, you can fill out the application and you can just reach out to me on Instagram if you follow me on there and we can chat about this in more details. If you aren't interested in full coaching, I do one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan. Real quick on the coaching too, I do also offer a free 30-minute call to figure out if you're a good fit and to just give you a good idea of what where you need to head with your training and nutrition. Again, you can also find the link to that in the show notes as well. But I also do these one-on-one consultations where you know if you're not interested in, in full coaching, where it's just a one-off call and we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan for the next couple months there with that. Again, the link to that is in the show notes. If you want to learn more about our body recomp, what it is, how to do it, I have my free masterclass on this topic. And again, you can find the link to that in the show notes as well. So just a couple other things here. If you don't yet follow on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore, that's where I'm most active on social media. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me on there. I post daily and we, yeah, you can reach out to me. And then I also answer any questions. I'll do my weekly Q and A's where I answer some questions. And then lastly, if you found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find this podcast. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, as this seems to happen all the time, the sun is coming. We've only had sun like one day here in the last like week and a half. And at this particular time of day and whatnot, the sun shines. It's perfectly shining through this window and the blinds here don't do a great job. And the video quality is crap. And the good news is One, I could definitely just fix this by getting blackout curtains, but two, we are moving into a new house here within the next few months, which will should change the lighting here with us. So anyways, with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. So what I want to talk about is length and partials, long muscle length training. So, you know, what they are, how to use them for muscle growth, some pros and cons, and maybe some things you might be hearing on social media about them. So first let's go into what it, what is long muscle length training? What are length and partials? So we have a full range of motion, right? So let's take a bicep curl. You start at the bottom, you come all the way up, and then you come back down. That would be considered a full range of motion. I think with range of motion, the range of motion does depend on the person and their kind of mobility and things like that. This is going to be slightly different from person to person. But again, these are generalities that you can take here with it. So we have 
Now, that's a full range of motion. And then within that, we can break this down into the, the shortened position and the lengthened position. Okay. So the short position is where your muscles are shortened, where they're contracted. Okay. So think at the top of a bicep curl when you are curling. Think about when you are doing a lying leg curl and you're at the top and you're contracting, right? That's That would be the shortened position. Think with the back, the shortened position would be if you're doing a lat pull down on um, that part where the bar is coming to your chest there with that. Okay. So that's the short position on um, there with that. Also, if you're doing like a glute bridge, it's a part where you are at the top, right? And then we have the lengthen position. And this is where your muscles are in more of a stretched position, right? They're at long muscle lengths at that part. So this would be now the opposite. This is where at the bottom of a curl, your biceps are stretched, lengthened. This would be at the bottom of a dumbbell press where you're where your chest would be stretched, right? The lat pull down, the stretch position would be at the top part. Again, that's where your kind of muscles are stretched. So that would be the lengthen position. And then we have this concept of length and partials. And so what would that? And so again, length and position would be long muscle lengths, uh, et cetera, there with that. And then length and partials would be spending time just in that length and position during a rep. Again, we would just do, let's say a bicep curl. You're just doing that bottom portion, right? You're not coming all the way up. You're just spending more time in that bottom position. So you only be coming up about 60 to 70% of the way there. So that's some general terminology here. So you have an understanding of long muscle lengths, short muscle lengths, um, et cetera. So why would we consider length and partials, why would we consider what's all this talk about long muscle length training? And so there's been a growing amount of research showing that groups training specifically at these longer muscle lengths tend to grow more muscle compared to those training in the shortened position and or full range of motion, which is crazy to think about, right? So it's okay. Yeah. Again, let, let's take a squat. So the top part would be the shortened position. The bottom part would be the lengthened position. It makes sense that, Hey, if you're just going to train that top part, you're not going to get as much muscle as somebody who's going down to the bottom. However, the thing that's crazy to me is that in some of these studies, they show that just that bottom portion can grow a little bit more muscle. And so there was a recent paper from Milo Wolf. Um, Pack was on it. He's actually going to be on the podcast here shortly. I don't think this will be out yet by the time that happens. Brad Schoenfeld is also on this. And so they did a meta systematic review and meta analysis on partial versus full range of motion training. So the background of it, they mentioned range of motion during resistance training is of growing interest and is potentially used to elicit differing adaptations there. So to date, attempts at synthesizing the data on ROM of range of motion during resistance training have primarily focused on muscle hypertrophy in the lower body. And so their aim was to meta-analyze and systematically review the effects of range of motion on a variety of outcomes, including hypertrophy, strength, sport, power, and body fat type outcomes. There with that. So the results, the main model revealed a trivial in favor of range of motion compared to in, in favor of full range of motion compared to a uh, range of motion to so the main model revealed a in favor of full ROM compared to partial range of motion. And then when grouped by outcome, they all favored full ROM, but they were small, right? However, subgroup analysis suggested that there may be a muscle hypertrophy benefit to partial range of motion training, specifically at long muscle lengths compared to using a full ROM, right? So they dove in a little bit further and they found that uh, specifically that partial range of motion in the lengthened position was a little bit more beneficial than the full range of motion. There with that, no clear differences were found between upper and lower body adaptations when ROM was manipulated. So conclusions overall, our results suggest that using a full or long range of motion may enhance results for most outcomes. Differences in adaptations are trivial to small. As such, partial range of motion resistant training might present an efficacious alternative for variation in personal preference or where injury prevents a full range of motion training. There with that, Brad Schoenfeld had 
posted this on his Instagram and he chatted about some things. He mentioned last year, we carried out a meta-analysis on the effects of range of motion on muscular adaptations. The results showed that a partial range of motion at long muscle lengths were generally superior to training at short muscle lengths from a hypertrophy standpoint. Moreover, evidence indicated that a partial range of motion at long, longer, at long muscle lengths was even superior to a full range of motion for muscle building. And here's his take on it. We now have a large body of evidence indicating that training in the length and position of a repetition is very important for muscle growth. It's logical to recommend that lifters ensure they traverse the long length portion of each rep during the majority of their steps where applicable. It's also beneficial to choose exercises that place a given muscle in a length and position to optimize hypertrophy. So, uh, AKA seated versus lying leg curls to target the hamstrings, leg extensions to target the rectus femoris. Um, what remains more in question is the applicability of em employing length and partials to enhance hypertrophy. While our meta suggested a potential benefit of the approach, the evidence on the topic is very limited, precluding the ability to draw strong conclusions. Given the uncertainty of evidence, I'm of the opinion that the majority of sets should be performed through a full range of motion. And because of this, we can't rule out the possibility that the shortened length portion of reps have synergistic effects on hypertrophy when combined with long length training. That said, there may be utility to including some long length partials as an advanced training method. This could be done either as a separate set or what I personally, which is what he favors at the end of a set where you train close to failure in the last few reps is performed length and partials. So his kind of summary of it and thoughts around his study there with that. Like I say, why would we want to incorporate these length and partials, this long muscle length training? Based on this research, spending more of your time training here may be beneficial. At the very least, we just want to make sure you're not skipping over this part of the range of motion when training. Again, this would show up in like a bench press. A lot of times people really try to go heavy with the bench press and they end up missing out on that bottom part of the range of motion. Now they're just spending more time in that shortened position. So that would be something there where we would, this would be a misapplication of kind of what the research shows and then same thing for like dumbbell presses too a lot of times i see clients miss out on that that bottom range of motion but where else you could also potentially use this would be like in a lap pull down where again you're at the top and you come all the way down and the reason you end up stopping a set is because you can't get a full range of motion as i mentioned earlier that bottom range of motion is the shortened position so if you're stopping there uh, it's also the hardest part, right? So that's the hardest part and you're stopping because of that, because you can't get a full range of motion. There's likely you're missing out on some potential benefits of being in that lengthened position. How you could utilize this is just make sure that you don't stop your set just because you can't pull all the way down, right? You might want to try to get a little bit more in that higher position, right? In that lengthened position there with that. And next, I want to go through how it's incorporated into my training and client's training. Here's some example of how we may use length partials, long muscle length training. So first, obviously, we're just training through a full range of motion. If I'm looking at a client's, I'm looking at their form, they sent over video, we're making sure that they are training through a, a full range of motion most of the time, right? Want to look and make sure they're biasing that, that length and position, right? So again, in a bicep curl, are we making sure that we're coming all the way down versus not coming all the way down and then coming up? Same thing with a bench press, same thing with a squat, anything like that. But how we may incorporate a length and partial there. So again, like overall, we want to make sure full range of motion, we're not skipping out on that length and position. How we may take this a bit further, if we incorporate some length and partials to maybe take advantage of the potential benefit here of just training in that long muscle length part of the range of motion is we may do the first set, the first couple sets is a full range of motion. And then the last set, it may be a length and partial, right? So in a curl, you may be training full range of motion. And then in that last set, you may do just 60 to 70% of the range of motion and spend a little bit more time in that length and position. Then we may have some exercises that where all sets are length and partials, potentially that's one way to go about it there. So again, instead of training two out of three sets at full range of motion, you just train all three at the 60, 70% range of motion there with that. 
Some exercises are going to be a little bit easier. They're going to be a little bit harder. So you just kind of have to feel it out. For example, if you were to do this with the leg extension, where you just work that bottom range of motion there in the leg extension, it's likely going to be a little bit easier. They're like, you're going to be able to get more reps. So you might want to add some weight in those like the partial sets, things like curls and like tricep stuff. I have found it's pretty much the same reps stay about the same. There's really no big change there. And then something like a pull down or rows, when you incorporate this into that, you likely need to go a little bit heavier and or get more reps on those length and partial sets. Another way that we can incorporate this into our training would be uh, integrated length and partials. So you'd be in a pendulum squat and you do one and one fourth of a rep. So you come, you start at the top, come all the way down, come up one fourth of the way, come back down and then come all the way back up, right? Again, we're biasing a little bit more time in that lengthened position there with it. And again, with this, you're likely, if you were to compare this to full reps versus doing one and one fourth reps, you know, you're likely going to get more weight, more reps in that full range of motion set versus the, the integrated partial set there with that. And I would say about 10 to 20% of my total training volume is length and partial length and work, where it's specifically that obviously hundred percent is, Hey, and each step we're making, making sure I'm training through a full range of motion. I'm not skipping out on that length and portion, but I would say about 10 to 20% is where it's specifically just length and partials. As of late, it's probably been a little bit less and I'll go over why there's, it's why we maybe don't want to like have it always be 50% of your training or more there with that. So let's talk about some potential benefits here of doing of spending more time in the in the lengthened position doing some length of partials. So one, it could potentially be more muscle growth, right? If we look at what that study says, hey, if we're spending more time in that lengthened position, we can get again, they they showed that in in, in the, the partial range of motion at long muscle lengths was better in some cases than the full range of motion, right? So it's like, hey, just to be safe here, let's make sure we spend a little bit more time and we can maybe get out a little bit more muscle growth. Again, is that something that can be done over time? We'll see. Because of this, because maybe it's a little bit of a better stimulus, we might be able to get away with a little less volume overall, right? Which is great from a time-saving perspective. I found that I got a really good pump and stimulus when doing it. Again, is that going to be, is that going to relate to muscle growth? Maybe not, but it's always nice to kind of get that pump and that feeling that, okay, things are happening. Anybody who's enjoyed the pump training, like that's, it's always nice to get that feeling. And if you haven't gotten that for a while, it, again, it is always nice to, to, to have that from time to time. I did find that it was feeling better on some of my joints. So for example, the triceps was a big one where like, it just felt like it was a little bit better, easier on my elbows there with that. So again, potentially maybe feeling better in that standpoint. And it's just a different way to train. So it can keep things fresh and just to change it up a little bit. Some potential downsides, it hasn't been researched in all muscle groups. So no research on the delts and back, for example, even though I think the delts and back probably really benefit greatly from this. That was one that I didn't hit on was the delts. If we take like a dumbbell lateral raise, on that bottom position, there's not much tension there. And that would be the, the lengthened position for your delts. And there's just thought that like, if you've thrown more cable work at like wrist height, that can be a great way to load those delts in that lengthened position. They get a lot of tension there, maybe incorporating a little bit more there with that. But in saying this, there's been no re direct research on the delts for that. Same thing, there's nothing on the back. And just overall, there isn't a ton of research on this topic. So it's, it's not like we have hundreds of studies on this topic. From my understanding, it's under, I think it's somewhere around five-ish, give or take a couple. And so it's not a ton. So we obviously need more data on this. Some people may think you are ego lifting in the gym. That was a big thing that I needed to get over. I used to really pride myself on full range of motion training. And then now I'm like doing these doing rows where I'm not coming all the way to the top and it can be like, oh, this guy's just ego lifting. But again, you're we're doing this for a particular reason there on that. It feels slightly different. And then the last one is it feels slightly different at first. It may take some time to get used to doing them. It is a little bit different there with that. A couple other kind of things I wanted to hit on is 
you know, there's some people on social media that kind of talk about, hey, this isn't great for trained lifters. Is that the case? Again, I think this will be something that comes out over time. So it's, hey, if you've already got a ton of muscle, is this going to be something that is beneficial to you there with that? And then my other kind of thought on this too, potentially is, does it wear down time? Is it something where, hey, if you maybe really didn't bias full range of motion, and then now you really focus on that length and position. It's, Hey, yeah, that's going to be this massive, like new stimulus. It's novel. We haven't done it. So that obviously it's going to be super helpful there, but then, you know, the longer you do it, does the impact of it start to wear down to where it's, Hey, you probably don't want to just do length and partials. You're probably going to be missing out on full max, full muscle development. If you're not doing that shortened position as Brad Schoenfeld mentioned, um, here, uh, we can't rule out the possibility that the shortened length portion of reps have synergistic effects on hypertrophy when combined with long length training. So again, we want to make sure that we don't, it's probably not a bad idea to continue to train through do that full range of motion, just to make sure you get all aspects of that range of motion. So again, could it wear down over time? Again, we don't know for sure, but that's just a thought here with some of this, some of this stuff here. So I think really to sum up this topic, you don't have to do these, but it might be a good idea to throw some into your programming to test out. And that's specifically length and partials. And there was that where you just worked up that, that length and position and cut out the shortened and saying this, I think, again, a good rule of thumb is to train through a full range of motion more times than not, and just make sure you are hitting that part where you're getting that long muscle length in there, right? Again, so in a bicep curl, you're not skipping out on that bottom portion. Bench press, you're not skipping out on that bottom portion. I think if you do that, you're going to see most of your results there with that. But again, maybe from time to time to, to change things up slightly, just to get a little bit of a different stimulus, you throw in some specific length and partial work there with that. And again, if you're somebody that hasn't done this, I think you'll really see a good benefit if you're somebody who's always trained through a full range of motion. It's worth it to try out some length and partials to just see there with that. And again, maybe you do that for a couple months and then you cycle out of it. Don't do it for a little bit and then you bring it back in later when you need to change up the stimulus slightly there with that. That's kind of my thoughts on length and partials and long muscle length training. Again, when in doubt, train through a full range of motion and you will be good to go. But again, maybe incorporating some length and partials from time to time can be super helpful for you. So that is it for this episode. Let me know if you guys have any questions and I will chat with you next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.